episode of the Crowned Opulence podcast is brought to you by Opulent Outcomes Coaching and Consulting. Are you just starting out in your business? Maybe you have been in business for a year or two, or maybe even longer. Do you have an idea or vision for your business and wonder what it takes to bring that vision to life? Or maybe you have started working towards the outcomes you desire for your business, but aren't seeing the results that you hoped for. Have you given any thought to the strength of your marketing strategy? Lady, today is the day that you get some of those questions answered. See the link in the show notes and see just how strong your marketing strategy is. Take the marketing strategy assessment today to see just how strong your marketing strategy is and gain insight into your next step to make it even stronger. And the best part is it's free. What is it about a woman being unapologetic about her dreams and her drive, operating in excellence and having high standards that people find so intimidating? Don't wilt, sis. Bloom with opulence anyway. Welcome to the Crowned Opulence Podcast with me, Cassandra Alexis, best-selling author and co-author of The Unchained Goddess. I'm a marketing strategist, coach, and consultant, and the CEO of Opulent Outcomes Coaching and Consulting. But you can call me your Chief Empowerment Officer, empowering you to silence your self-doubt own your opulence and market your value to enable you to create your own tables in life and business. In these conversations, we talk about the hard, messy, necessary, yet embarrassing things. You know, those things that we don't talk about as Black women because we think we are the only ones experiencing them or are too ashamed to share our truth while gaining the marketing savviness needed to grow and build our own empires. Think of it as Sunday brunch with your girls or business besties. And yes, the mimosas are included on each episode. I'll let you in on a secret. You aren't alone. We are our sister's keeper here in the Crowned Opulence Society. Sis, it's your time to be unapologetically opulent and we're here for you. Let's get to it. Hey, lady. Today, we are talking about the step before the ever so popular funnel, specifically your clients or customers' journey. This is how they even become a part of your funnel to begin with. I am a huge believer in defining things, especially when you are talking to people with different backgrounds and awarenesses, as it helps to level set and ensure we are all talking about the same thing and from the same starting point. So what exactly is a buyer's journey anyway? This is the process by which a person moves through as they make a decision to purchase something or not. In fact, according to HubSpot, the buyer's journey describes a buyer's path to purchase. In other words, buyers don't just wake up and decide on making a purchase on a whim. They go through a process to become aware of, consider and evaluate and decide to purchase a new product or service. Many people talk about their sales funnel, but few people actually talk about the buyer's journey. In case you are wondering, they are two different things. I will do another episode 
that talks about the sales funnel in the future. It's important to start with the buyer's journey because it takes into consideration the period of time before the buyer is even aware they have a problem to begin with. Sales funnels start at the point in which the buyer becomes aware of your product, service, or brand. There are three stages to the buyer's journey. They are awareness, consideration, and decision. Now, there are some similarities in the buyer's journey and the sales funnel, but remember, they are different. So just like awareness is in both, in the buyer's journey, the awareness is to the buyer's problem to begin with, and in the sales funnel, it's their awareness to you. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about what this awareness stage is. The awareness stage is when the buyer first becomes aware that there is an actual problem. At this stage, they may not even have a name for their problem. They may only know their symptoms, so to speak. In this stage, they are looking to identify and name their problem. They are also looking for ideas and ways to help better identify their problem. This takes us to the next phase, consideration. Now they may have named their problem and identified it, but now they're starting to look at methods and solutions to solve their problem. In this phase, they're like a sponge doing research to take in, read, hear, and listen to various ways that they can actually solve their problem. They are searching for vendors and service providers in this stage that align with their values, needs, wants, and other areas of importance to them and making a decision. Now that they have gathered a satisfactory amount of information about ways to solve their problem and who can do it, they're ready to decide and finalize their actual choice. Deeper research and investigation may be needed in this stage to help them shorten their list and ultimately decide who they were purchased from, which they do in this stage. At this point, they are ready to proceed with making a purchase. I love the name Journey because it is just that. Every buyer moves through this process in their own time. Some may go back into a previous stage for some reason. The length of time that the stage takes varies from person to person and depending on the purchase itself. The consideration and decision stage is for purchasing, say, a high ticket or highly involved item, such as a new home or a car, may take the buyer a lot longer to move through those stages than the purchase of a new outfit or a coffee maker. A person that is loyal to certain things will spend less time in consideration and decision because they are loyal and already have certain approaches that they tend to lean on and go towards first. Their list of options to research, if they need to research, is very different. For example, I live in Houston, Texas, and I drive an SUV. Because Houston floods, I am less likely to even consider purchasing a car the next time I decide to make a vehicle purchase. To help me navigate the floods that happen sometimes in Houston, most likely my next purchase, unless something in my life changes, will be that of a truck. I'll still have to figure out what features and things that I want on that new SCB and what manufacturer, but I've already eliminated cars, sports cars, or anything of the sort. I like to equate the buyer's journey a bit to that of dating, and I'll explain why. The awareness stage is the point in which the person is a stranger. You don't even know that they exist, but you know that you want to date. The consideration stage is when you start dating. You're figuring out what you want. You're actually seeing men. You are open to dates and you're going out. Soon you have your starters and your bench. You have this selection pool that you're choosing from. 
When you have decided that you are ready to settle down, you have gotten rid of your bench and you're starting to decide who is going to become your MVP that you will actually commit to. Each stage of the journey has certain types of content that is aligned to what type of information the buyer is open to receiving at each stage of their journey. Sure, you could technically serve up any content at any stage, but if it's not done correctly, meaning they aren't ready for it, you most likely won't get the result desired. In fact, you may run the risk of losing them altogether. Kind of like if a guy asks you to go and meet his mama when he's still in the consideration stage with your other bench players and your starters. You have nowhere even decided if you want to commit to this guy. He may have just lost his chances of making it to that MVP spot. Now, if this same guy was your MVP and it's been a year into your relationship and he hasn't taken you to meet his mama, you may also lose you. And at that point, you are probably expecting or wanting to or would be at least more open to meeting his mom than you would have when he was amongst your bench and your starters. So let's talk about which content works best at which stage. In the awareness stage, it's important not to come off too strong or you may run them off, which we just talked about. Here, the key is providing content and information that speaks to their problem and addresses their pain point. Some examples are eBooks, guides, infographics, social media posts, blogs, SEO, or pay-per-click ads. You want to make sure that you are not being salesy here and not focusing on your business or brand. You can put your logo on the content that you're creating. You can put your website in a CTA and direct them there. But in this phase, you want to be mindful of not overwhelming them and making it about you. Keep it about just providing valuable information to solve their problems. But for sure, there is nothing wrong with, like I said, putting your logo on there or directing them to your website for more information. All right. In the consideration stage, you want to start to talk more about your products and services. But as it pertains to the buyer's problem that your products and services solve. Here, you can do things like webinars, courses, quizzes, calculators. Still, you can do social media posts and email. They need to know that you have an offering to solve their problem and that you are knowledgeable in this area. You want to start building that know, like, and trust factor so that you can make it to the next ramp. In the decision phase, this is where you shine. They are ready to purchase. They are making their decisions on who they're going to purchase from, and you are in the running. This is where you help them to see that your business is best for the job of solving their problem. Brag on yourself a bit. Content here helps them commit to you and gets you the MVP spot. Some ideas for content are free trials, testimonials, loyalty programs, chatbots, or live chats on your website, consultations, things like that. When you are in this stage, if you do nothing else, please make it easy for them to purchase from you. There is nothing worse than wanting to make a purchase and it is almost like you have to beg the vendor to take your money or like they make you search or jump through hoops to pay them. This is the quickest way to make sure that the buyer that would have been yours now goes to their number two or their backup plan. And you just lost that sale. I'll see you next week. 
thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Crowned Opulence Podcast. Visit CassandraAlexis.com for more information. Let's keep the conversation going. Join the Opulent Outcomes Society Facebook group. Follow me at the Cassandra Alexis on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Loving the show? Leave a five-star rating and review. It helps the show and helps other women just like you get one step closer to the opulent outcomes they desire in life and business. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free so you don't miss an episode. Remember, you aren't everyone's glass of champagne and everyone isn't yours. Only a select few are privileged to enjoy you.